Welcome back, everyone. If you're just joining us, this is We Don't Have a Podcast Yet. I'm Nathan P. Woodard. And I'm Andrew James Estes. And we do not have a podcast yet. This is our 297th recording. Still have not. It's really about repetition. And we haven't had enough of it yet. I'll tell you what's really embarrassing. I uh, took my dog for a walk this afternoon. And we. uh, We normally we walk around the big. There's a big park near my house. Um, uh, But today the the dog, he was pulling on the leash like he smelled something in the woods. And so I, I decided to just let him sniff it out. So we're going. He's pulling me along. He's going, I mean, we're off the beaten path. We're in, there's trees and, you know, all kinds of brush. I'm, I hope he's not smelling a wolf or something, you know. Um, and we come to this clearing and there's a big, great big stump of like a hickory tree, right? Standing on top of the hickory tree, the devil himself, Beelzebub. He's got a solid gold microphone. <laughs> he says, and, "Well, I hear uh, you're pretty good at podcasting." Uh, I hope that you didn't take him up on any sort of bet that you could best him in a podcasting competition. Well, he he tried to. He said that uh, he he was betting me that golden microphone that I was a better podcaster than than him. Um, and I had to just polite, politely decline the challenge. I said, I'm, I'm sorry. I think you might have me confused with someone else. Yeah. He was like, are you, I'm sorry. Is this not Ira glasses forest? <laughs> the, the glass forest. I was like, no, I think you're off by a few hundred miles. Ira glass. Lives in Chicago, Illinois, I believe. Mm, At least he mm-hmm. did at one point. I don't know anymore because he, uh, my app that tracked his private jet got taken down off of Twitter. Could you imagine if uh, we we could uh, sneak off to Ira Glass's uh, wood and uh, record that competition between him and Ira Glass? Oh my God! That now there's a podcast. Just the devil versus Ira Glass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's a podcast idea. Maybe we just dress up like the devil and then we go to different podcasts and challenge them. Yeah. That's actually not a bad idea. Just you're the devil and you and you have your guest on and you try and out-host them. Now, are we going to try to surprise them like you were surprised? Like, do we have to find some sort of scent that attracts uh, podcasters' dogs and then spring it on them in the woods? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like like in Red Dead Redemption. We have to get, like, some some animal fat and some mint leaves, and then we have to start a fire so that we have a spot to craft our devil... Devil bait. Mm-hmm. There's sulfur and chocolate cake. 
Uh, are sulfur and brimstone the same thing? I or are believe they like, that they like are. Like close relatives. They're at least kissing cousins. Yeah. Also, great devil bait is incest. <laughs> yeah, yeah bring all stuff. the things that he loves to. Well, we don't want to attract the actual devil. We just want to fool podcasters yeah. with a, a smell alike devil yeah. scent, like the kind you would get a spray of for a quarter in a trucker's bathroom. <laughs> it just smells like blaspheming the Holy Ghost. Yeah. As close as you can get for a quarter. Yeah. Well, I, this is un, unprecedented. But. Folks, if you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at our podcast hotline. That's 702-763-2277 or 702-PODCASP. That's P at the beginning and end. Or you can email us. Or. You can slide into our DMs. However, please don't, as apparently this is a new thing that just happened. I had a very exciting message here um, that I somehow had not seen in the past from a Mr. Tushar. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks like he messaged us on, on December the 8th. And uh, he was inviting us to join a crypto NFT uh, Discord server. Oh. And um, I just, I said, I thought this will be fun to read. It was pretty lengthy, um, uh, very clearly sketchy. And I just responded, hoping that we'd have a good little back and forth banter. When it came time for the uh, for the mailbag portion of the show, and right now, as we were talking, I saw like like a mirage of of water in the desert before my very eyes. His message disappeared. He was somehow able to unsend his message to me. So now it just looks like I wrote to him saying, "Is it too late?" Oh, I guess it is. I mean, it has been a month. These these sorts of business opportunities don't last long. Somebody's going to snap it up. If we didn't act quickly, I completely understand him ghosting us. You know, how much money do you do you think we stand to lose by uh, missing out on this opportunity? Hmm. He's gone private. <sighs> He's got so much money. He doesn't, you know, need anybody to be able to find him. He's spoken I, for. He's, he's got all of his money sorted out. I'm I'm just... I sent him a friend request, and I said, we would like to invest in your cryptocurrency. Can you say that you're sorry? Yeah, I'll say... I'll say we're sorry. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, too. Because we're, we're a group of serious investors. We're sorry. Serious we, and sorry, yeah. Did we offend you? Hmm. He's got the green dot next to his name. It says he's seen this. We will we will keep <laughs> people updated on this story as it unfolds. Okay. Mr. Tushar, please. 
Maybe we can say something funny to lighten the mood, because uh, he might be on edge after the apology. Maybe, maybe he's sorry too. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe, uh, maybe this all works out in the end. Maybe we get some of that yeah. sweet crypto duck money or whatever it was he was trying to sell us. The ducks are those; those are very good. I hear those are very good ones. Everybody, everybody, look! If it's an animal with a different hat. I'm here for it. Yeah. There's nowhere to go but up, folks. Do you like a, a duck wearing a duck-sized hat uh, or a duck wearing a man-sized hat where his head uh, is uh, completely covered by the hat, Ooh. like a top hat? What if he... What if the duck was wearing a witch's hat, but he cut eye holes in the very tip of the hat? Mm-hmm. So you just see the duck's eyes... Peeking out the the That's, tip of the witch's hat, and then the duck's feet at the bottom. the The witch's hat is scary again. You've yeah. you've you've brought it back. You've done a Tarantino to the witch's hat. That's the sort of thing that sometimes you see. You ever see a scary movie, and there's a thing in the movie that you think like, if someone described it to you, you'd be like, ah, that's not scary. But then you you yeah. see it, and you're like, holy! Sh-. Like, just yeah. imagine. You're watching a movie and a guy, a guy is going to bed. He turns out the lights. And then you hear like this like little, you know, like little duck feet <laughs> yeah. noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a witch's hat comes <laughs> into this dark bedroom right up to the side of the bed. At first, you think that somebody has uh, put a witch's hat uh, upon your Roomba. But then you think to yourself, Roombas don't quack. Roombas don't have webbed and, feet. And then you turn and look, and two tiny little beady, beady duck eyes duck are staring eyes. at you through the hat. Through the holes in the hat. It's chilling. They put a jump scare in there. You're golden. I have another uh, brief update here. It's been a while since we've spoken. That's um, true. You might recall in episode... And then I'll just I'll edit in the number because I don't remember which one it was. <laughs> uh, I uh, shared a story of a time that I hurt my scrotum when I was young. Yes. Trying yes. to comb my hair in the bathroom mirror. And I climbed up on the counter and slipped and fell and I cut my I caught my sack on the corner <laughs> of the bathroom counter. Yeah. Mm. And my mom sent a note with me to explain that I had been hurt. Uh, and Mrs. Boltby, the carpool lady, read the note out loud in the car with all of the older kids that I carpooled to school with. <laughs> well, last week I saw, just randomly, a news article about those coffee with a cop programs that towns do like mm-hmm. small towns are like, it's coffee with a cop every Wednesday at oh, roasty Joe's, you know? And it was a picture of a co- coffee shop from my hometown. And there was Mrs. Boltby having coffee with a cop. <laughs> she, she's not someone that I don't, I don't No one I know has kept in touch with this lady. It was like it was like Slumdog Millionaire. Just all of a sudden, there she was. 
Did you uh, have a twinge of pain in your scrotum? Yeah. Or, sc- or, or just in your self-confidence, I guess. I looked, I looked down at my scrotum and there was like a clear, fresh scar. Oh my God. It's all been a dream. I'm in kindergarten again. I wake up in a cold sweat in my little, uh, GI Joe pajamas. Mm-hmm. I dreamt the last 40 years of my life. Yeah. You, you, you were hexed by a witch duck. <laughs> That's the, the, duck in the witch hat. I just, uh, that, it's not as interesting as it was in the moment that I wrote down, we should bring up the fact that I saw this lady, but there well, it is. I can now always. You, now you know where to find her and we can get the other side of the story. Oof. Could you imagine if I called this lady up and just was like, hey, uh, you probably don't remember me, but uh, I was a little kid who carpooled with your kids and some other kids from our street. And I, I tore my little nuts. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, ma'am. I'm not uh, calling to, to find out uh, what, what's happened to your son. My friend, uh, I, I would personally like to ask you if you remember. Oh, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. Her son was not my friend. Oh, her children were older kids. I was a kindergartner, and I had oh. to carpool with some intimidating fifth graders, and she told them about how I hurt my nuts. Yeah, she took one look at you and said, this one's completely expendable. I'm going to throw him directly to the wolves. She goes, look at this fresh meat. Yeah. I'm going to put some blood on it before I throw it back there <laughs> <laughs> into the lion's den. <clears throat> well, that's not all. She probably gets along famously with cops. Yeah, that's what she's she's at that coffee with a cop. Like this boy, his name <laughs> was Nathan or Jason or something like that. Anyway, he fell off of the bathroom counter, and wouldn't you know it, his little <laughs> testicles right on the corner pop like Concord grapes. Enough about about the time I hurt my nuts. I've got something else here. Folks, it's the Diarrhea Report. This is a new breaking story. This is actually uh, about two weeks old now. Uh, This Dateline, December 27th, 2022. (coughs) Uh, This comes from WebMD Health News. New AI listens to toilet sounds to detect diarrhea. Artificial intelligence has achieved another milestone. Discerning the sound of an unhealthy bowel movement. A design for a diarrhea detector that could alert health officials to disease outbreaks like cholera was recently presented by engineers from the Georgia Tech Research Institute. 
Someday, the AI could even be used with home smart devices to monitor one's bowel health. Do you think that that, that a toilet uh, can detect by sound that I have diarrhea better than I can? Well, it says here that a toilet think it's better than me. A prototype accurately identified diarrhea 98% of the time in tests. The engineers told a conference of a acoustical, the Acoustical Society of America in Nashville. So these guys went, they, they were like, listen, our diarrhea AI is doing gangbusters here in the toilet science world. Let's take it to the Acoustical Society of America in Music City, USA, and see what they have to say about our diarrhea-detecting microphone. Even with background noise, it was correct 96% of the time. So they were just like playing Shaggy's Mr. Boom Bostic <laughs> and diarrheaing into a toilet. And well, it was still. That's how diarrhea happens in the wild, Nathan. Mm, it's true. Most of the time, it is, I'm listening to Shaggy when it happens. Mm-hmm. Now, if do you think if they got this uh, toilet AI into one of those quiet rooms, we could get it up around 99%? Oh, absolutely. Now, it does get into some of this about uh, the, you know, deaths from cholera and how fast cholera can kill uh, to try to it. It kind of it foams the runway for this sentence. The device could be installed in public toilets where inadequate plumbing raises the risk for a cholera outbreak. Mm. Now, <clears throat> well, I, I do think it's terrible that one hundred and forty three thousand people died from cholera. Um, couldn't, couldn't we just take the money that we've been spending on installing AI in toilets without plumbing and giving those toilets plumbing? Is that, is that not an option? I mean, certainly what's the cost of like a, a sure SM 58. It's gotta be like a, like a good porta potty with a hand sanitizer pump. It can't be that much more than like a, a high-end diarrhea detecting microphone. Also, <laughs> it, it it just seems to me to to be something that is completely not needed. Uh, mm. I can't speak for uh, the hard of hearing. Possibly, it is a surprise for them to turn around and see that they have done diarrhea. But I think yeah. it's something that one's uh uh own backside can feel I, I i don't i don't think that i need a second opinion on figuring out whether i have diarrhea or it's like not. i well that certainly felt like diarrhea and it sounded like diarrhea i could take a peek over my shoulder and visually confirm the presence mm-hmm. of diarrhea in the toilet however I am scared of the ghoulies from the movie Ghoulies. <laughs> and uh, I, as long as I never look at the toilet, there's a 100% chance that I'll never see a little green ghoulie in his red overalls coming out of the toilet. <laughs> if I look back there, there is a non-zero chance the ghoulies are there. The idea grew out of conversations about how COVID-19 can be monitored by analyzing sewage, says Project Co-Lead Alexis Noel, 
PhD, a biomechanics engineering researcher at the Institute. Other researchers have considered video analysis to look for diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) Said Dr. Chuck Berry, PhD. Possibly an electric nose can be brought in on this one. Oh my god. I was curious if we could detect diarrhea using sound, Noel says, as some folks might be a little wary about having a camera pointed at their bum in the toilet. Yeah. 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 Some folks might have a problem. I think that we might have a scientist who also has developed some... uh, some some diarrhea gloves for for which uh, to uh, use uh, tactile sensors in the gloves to detect whether we have diarrhea. That I mean, here's here's my idea. All right. Uh huh. You ever been to a? Is it a pilot? I think pilot truck stops have this <coughs> when you're leaving. There's a little thing next to the exit that says, "How rate the bathroom. And it has like a smiley face and then a frowny face. And you just push one of the faces and it says, thank you. Mm-hmm. Just those, are, have, those are the bathrooms that also have showers in them. Yeah. And and you always, I always think to myself, I'm doing all right. I haven't used one of these. The shower? Yeah. I've never showered in a in a truck stop before they should just have they should have the set of those buttons but it's the bristol stool chart and you just <laughs> on your way out you just hit which one you had just and say this is for this is it says listen this isn't for perverts yeah no one is gonna get off knowing what kind of stool you had all right how much noise do you think we'll have in our results? Like how many uh, non-conformists do you think will be uh, just saying they have diarrhea with every one of their, their bowel movements? Just as a clear middle finger to us, the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, we're going to get... Stalwart uh, 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 poop questionnaire, guys. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. that there's going to be 15-year-olds are just going to be spamming the diarrhea button because it's funny. I think and then that, some people will will not be honest in the other way. They'll say, you know, my shits are rock hard. My shits cut glass. Yeah, and and they're they're you know, just it's a complete drip. So here's what here's what I propose. We can we can um, kind of lure those people away from our actual pool of data by installing a, a extra buttons that are more ridiculous so that they'll want to hit the ridiculous button if they're just goofing around. So we'll have one and on uh, past diarrhea, past like watery stool, there'll be a button that just shows like spring loaded uh, snakes coming out of a peanut brittle can. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on the other end, on uh, past the uh, separate hard lumps, we'll just have a, uh, animated gif of Vince McMahon coming out <laughs> to the Titan Tron with his arms out, you know? Okay. So people, if they walk in and they think, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this to be funny, they'll be like, oh, perfect. We've got party snakes in the peanut brittle can and Vince McMahon. Meanwhile, every like button down do-gooder 
will be like, well, I certainly didn't have party snakes shooting out of a peanut brittle can. <laughs> I'm just going to have to be honest and say diarrhea. We will get a few people who are, uh, you know, hypochondriacs who then go home and worry that they might have Vince yeah. McMahon strutting out of their ass. Yeah. And, and also some uh, people who are just very noncommittal who want to leave the bathroom with a Petri dish of their own sample to get further testing before they answer the survey. Yeah. Somebody trying to make a hash of, of, of their loaf in you the walk bowl in, to yeah, make you, sure that they've, they've done right. You walk into the bathroom. There's a guy standing there with his shit in his hand, looking up and down <laughs> yeah. like, Hey, let me you, ask you something. Do you think this is a three or a four? And I have to say, uh, you didn't bring uh, your your lab supplies with you to the bathroom. What's wrong with you? Here, borrow my pipette. <laughs> you've, got, you've got an Erlenmeyer flask and a microscope under your mm-hmm. arm. Just going to do a little light, light reading. All right. Do you have an idea for a podcast? I do. Uh, this one is called Lost. And Lost are, is in uh, ironic quotation marks. Uh, lost in the mail. And this is a, a podcast that might be illegal because uh, it would entail us uh, stealing our uh, neighbor's mail and reading it on a podcast. Oh, my. Now, I do have a problem with this. I don't know if I've ever brought this up on the podcast before. I know I've told you. I purchased a house a few years ago. And the previous owners of the house were there when we signed all the paperwork, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. with the realtor. And then they go, well, welcome to the neighborhood. And it turned out that they uh, were moving into the house directly across the street from my house. So they live across the street from the house that they lived in before. And Do you think they... that they're planning on killing you? Do you think that there's a secret entrance that they have into your home? It, it hasn't crossed my mind until now, but yes. Okay. Um, this, this guy was like, well, I don't need to forward my mail. It just goes to the house across the street from me. Now my new best friends live there. Now I have two mailmen. I have, I have the one that used to come to my house and I have, now I have a, a stupid middleman with a mustache my who has to carry it across the street from me. Mail carrier. <laughs> So um, we 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 do Dagwood stuff together. <laughs> God, I uh, after after about a year, I just I quit caring entirely, and I just put everything with his name on it in the shredder. Parody. This is parody. <laughs> just in case. Just in case he listens to my podcast. This is just a joke, and then. About three months ago, he hollers from across the street. Hey, I'm expecting an important piece of mail. Has it come yet? I was like, maybe I just need to give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe, you know, he's an older guy. He doesn't, you know, maybe he thought he did it, but did it wrong or something. No, he just out and said like, hey, I've got some important mail coming. Can you uh, keep Keep an eye on the mail. <laughs> Be on your toes for this one. I need this mail. Can you uh, 
is it illegal to fill out a change of address form for your neighbor? I, you know, I don't it, know. I feel it like probably there's something. Should be, but but uh, you would be doing him a favor. I think there's something that that there has to be right. Something that stops you from doing this. Because what's from what's to stop me from just looking up someone's? Just I'm gonna look up. You know. Uh, a famous person's address and then forward their mail to my house. Oh, yeah, I'm moving. I live in Kentucky now. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but maybe uh, that's... Uh, we find out the answer to that question in Lost in the Mail. <laughs> yeah. Just just fill out a mail forwarding form to get all of Tim Robbins' mail sent I, to my I want to get all those sexy letters they send to the guys on death row. Ooh, maybe we just change my name to Death Row, and then we start getting all of those sexy letters. Mm-hmm. And it's all just like I haven't forgiven you for killing my father. <laughs> I'm coming <laughs> yeah, to your are, house. Those are the 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 sexiest ones. Maybe that's what my neighbor did. That's why he doesn't. <laughs> forward. All the Death Row killers are coming. They're coming to my house. He's been sending them sexy letters for years. Oh, baby, when I get out, I'm going to smash a window in your house. <laughs> going to smooch you right on the face. And uh, he was very coy by not doing a change of address. So uh, when the death row guys get there and rifle through the mail in the mailbox, they're still going to see his name. So they'll be like, yeah, this is the place. This is Dale's house. All right. All right, I got an idea. Okay. This one is called, We Don't Have a Podcast Yet, Miami. Oh, okay. It's our podcast, but sexier. And Are we going to be wearing, like, pastel suits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have one of those. Are we going to be playing Highlight? Is there going to be a highlight segment? Oh, bocce ball. Okay. I'm going to have one of those white linen shirts with four pockets, you know? Uh Uh-huh. And then, uh, like, those woven leather sandals. You know the kind I'm talking about? I think so, yeah. I'm going to get a pair of those. I'm going to cut this mustache down to a little razor-thin pencil line across the top of my lip. Start slicking my hair back. Tell everyone that I used to own a sugar plantation. Okay. Are you going to be a toothpick guy? You can be the toothpick guy. I'll be the toothpick guy. All right. Toothpick and have... fedora? Are you going to be a fedora guy? Oh, no, no, no. You got the slick back hair. I got the slick back hair. You Some would the... say it's a little too much, but I think I'm going to go toothpick and fedora. And pastel suit? Yeah. But I'm going to have a, a, a pink suit and a little blue hat. Ah, Mm-hmm. We can both have a gold chain. Okay. Pinky rings. Do you think either of us need a cane? Oh, well, okay. We're going to have to divide this up. Who gets the cane? Who gets the little pet alligator? <clears throat> oh, um, I, I think it's your choice. I, I've, I've already possibly uh, over-accessorized as it is. Uh, I feel like, hmm, on the one hand, you already have the fedora and the suit. The cane 
might be too much, but it also, it might look strange if I had the, unless I just had like, not like a pimp cane, but a tasteful cane. Yeah, a tasteful cane that has a a button concealed in it that can call a helicopter to your location. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) yes. Now, am I, the button, is this summoning some sort of autonomous helicopter? I I believe it sends out uh, a radio wave. Just a TC's beeper, and then he has to fly it in. And and then, yes, and and he'll let down uh, one of those rope ladders for you to climb up. You know, that always seems like a really cool getaway, the rope ladder up to a helicopter. Have you ever tried to climb a rope ladder? It seems like it would be a lot of work. It's like... And terrifying. Like someone was like on a ladder and they were like, you know what would be better is if if the bottom of this ladder was acting like it was actively trying to get away from me. I know, I'll make the whole thing out of rope. Give me a, yeah. just a good, solid aluminum ladder hanging out of a helicopter. Um, I hate to be a, a bother, but uh, please dr- drop down a, a harness attached to a rope. Let me put that on and then have some sort of a winch pull me up. Hmm. Have one of those inflatable. Or just tow me and, and uh, land slowly so I can get down, unhook myself and run clear. Yeah, well, the helicopter can come down far enough for the ladder to reach, but it can't come down like another few feet. Just let mm-hmm. me climb up in. Like, I can get into a big, tall pickup truck. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I just have a ladder on the ground and I get up on top of it and then I can climb and then jump into the helicopter. Have we thought about uh, trampolines as helicopter uh, passenger delivery systems? Very, very cool, but also you don't want to overshoot. You have to you have to have standardized uh, jumps on a trampoline. Yeah. If you're a trampoline wild card, this might not be the system for you. Yeah, this might. Yeah, it could be very bad. And I guess that we would do all podcasts Miami style so a lot of um what's Miami known for cocaine uh, yeah yeah cocaine uh, fast cars fast cars um snorkeling mm. C- yeah cigarette boats mm-hmm they got that one highway overpass where all the pedophiles live. Okay. Um, the Dolphins. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. We're, we're doing them uh, in the order that people generally think of things about Miami. Um, yeah. Uh, ham sandwiches. Those that are, ham uh, sandwiches uh, uh, cooked on the press. Yeah. Ooh. Man, oh man. And the coffee, the, you know, the little espresso with the, you know, they got that yeah. really. I think they put like a raw sugar in it or something. Clearly, if anyone is going to make a podcast about Miami, you found the two guys. Everything about us. When you hear us talk about <laughs> yeah. Miami, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's like I'm there. <laughs> Dexter. D- yep. Gloria Estefan. Mm. Uh. 
Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Famous of Miami. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's We Don't Have a Podcast Yet, Miami. Do you okay. got another one? I do. This one uh, is uh, uh, the French have a phrase, uh, la creme de la creme. And I've translated it into English uh, as creamed cream. And this would be a podcast in which we do what I just did to the title of the podcast and uh, translate great works of uh, French literature using Google Translate and uh, read them back to you. Ah, I like that. I don't know much French. I took one semester and then. uh... Well, that's the beauty. We don't need to know any. Yeah, uh, all the work will be done for us, so we can uh, uh, let you understand. So uh, maybe there's uh, maybe we learned that there shouldn't have been a big fuss in the first place. You know. Yeah. Yeah. What are the great works French? I guess the Hunchback of Notre Dame, which uh, that that one's kind of been translated for us there. Uh, but uh, I think that Notre Dame means Our Lady. So uh, the Hunchback of Our Lady. <laughs> now, it's not called Hunchback, right? I'm sure that uh, they have a uh, they have a word for that. I think it might be Le Hunchback. Le Hunchback. Yeah. Or maybe maybe uh, since it's an H, there's an apostrophe. It might be Lunchback. Let me see. Oh, the French novel's title is just Our Lady of Paris. It does not mention the hunchback yeah. at all. Huh. Boy, oh boy, that seems like they really they, buried the lead. They kind of did, didn't they? They're like, oh, it's a book about a lady in Paris. All right. Do you think that all, all right. the characters were fighting in Victor Hugo's head over top billing? And he said, enough. No one gets it. Uh, silence hunchback no no i don't want to hear anything else from you gypsy lady can you imagine (laughs) if you if you saw a hunchback like getting into all kinds of hijinks with the uh what is it the what's the bad guy is he the is he some sort of like the magistrate or a cardinal I don't know if he's a cardinal. We'll say he's a cardinal. I think I think I'm confusing him with the bad Cardinal Richelieu from the Three Musketeers. Yes, yes. Um, so you see this and, hunchback in history. Yes. Well, I didn't know about that. I just he's a real. He was, he was real. He, he actually looked just like Tim. Just Curry. like Tim Curry. Yeah. Um. Imagine though. You're. Uh, Say you're out at the dog park, and uh, then you see this hunchback come swinging like like Tarzan off of a rope on a bell. He's dinging and donging, and there's an evil priest or something chasing him around the dog park. Beautiful lady with a tambourine comes Mm -hmm. to his rescue, climbs up into a tree. They light the tree on fire, and then you come home, and you're like, I got to write about what I just saw. A Day at the Dog Park by Nathan <laughs> P. Woodard. 
<laughs> you you left out the the part where uh, he smelled brimstone and then then found the the devil in the middle of the woods with a golden bell. <laughs> I like cream cream. This is this is exciting. I'm always I'm always curious to see what uh, what great new things technology has yeah. for us. All right, I've got another one here. Oh well, lay it on me. This is called Interview with the Umpire. <laughs> okay. And this would be I mean, clearly this is a a nod to uh Anne Rice's interview with the vampire. Uh we would just be interviewing a five hundred year old umpire. Okay. Just for many centuries he's walked the la- the earth yeah calling strikes and spares when and he fouls. began he was completely necessary and uh now it's it's kind of like uh, couldn't a computer do a better job uh yeah but we don't want to it looks bad to just fire all these guys they've spent their we whole come in for the interview training to be umpires they he they sees we have a camera he <laughs> How dare you play that back? Yeah. Very frustrated with our little strike zone box that mm-hmm. we uh, mm-hmm. superimpose. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, a, a, an umpire can't see himself in the telestrator. And he doesn't have a reflection. You know, I I watched Interview with a Vampire recently. It doesn't hold up. It kind of feels like, uh, yeah. Like Tom Cruise sucks in it. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. But uh, I was thinking, like he's just—I mean, yeah—he's Tom Cruise. He's not—he's not a character actor, and even even then, he was already Tom fucking Cruise. Like the whole time. I mean, it's the same joke that we made about cocktail, like. The whole time he'd just be like, Jesus fucking Christ, is that Tom Cruise? Like he just sticks out like a sore thumb. And and we're talking about a movie that also has Brad Pitt in it. Mm-hmm. But I think it would have been better if Tom Cruise had just gone like uh done like a Nicolas Cage type thing where he just made the decision to talk like Dracula the whole movie. Instead of being like Tom Cruise, he just comes out, Hello, it is me, Lestat. Oh, oh, oh. I count everything. <laughs> just just yeah. the counting. He can count, run, count. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if he just talked in a funny vampire voice, I feel like I feel like I would have been, yeah, about it at first. But then, mm, like, yeah, maybe. Yeah. At least I wouldn't be thinking about him being Tom Cruise. I'd be thinking about him being this absurd character well i i'm okay with him being in that one uh because uh if i need to watch a an early 90s drac uh, vampire movie i'm gonna watch dracula which oh oh gary Graham Oldman. stoker's yeah gary Oldman. the francis ford coppola dracula that's good that one i feel like got better i watched it like last year or so and i was like I like it better now than I did when it when it came out. Yeah. It's campy in all the right ways. <sighs> well, all right. Let's go to the uh, 
Podron. We already we already got. Oh, hang on. I'm gonna check in with Mister Tushar, and it looks like he blocked us. Oh, he changed his his um he changed his Instagram profile. Like the description says, Mister Tushar, athlete. National shot put, national shot put, 21 September, moon emoji, birthday cake emoji, big dream, hard work, 100 emoji. Okay. So. Well, we wish you luck uh, with all of your shot put dreams. Yeah. Now I feel, now I feel bad for bothering him. He's probably busy. Putting shots. Mm-hmm. There, there's a time and a place for uh, duck NFTs, and that time is uh, after one has accomplished one shot putting dreams. Yeah. Not before. Maybe he's trying to unload all of those bad NFTs. He's got them hidden inside of shot puts. Smuggling. Oh, them. that adds a, a another layer to the value. If yeah. they've been shot putted in an official world shot putting event, do they oh, have I... tournaments? Shot putting tournaments? Hmm. I was kind of imagining that maybe he's trying to get rid of these things. The heat is on now. Mm. He's he's put them inside of the shot puts, and he's on his way to the uh, the whatever they have over there, the European, you know. Oh, so you're saying he's going to try to foist them on some some, some unsuspecting uh, shot put umpire. Uh, Someone who uh, puts the shot puts back on its uh, uh, their carrying case and then just lugs them back oh. to the shed. Oh, no, our shot puts, they all got mixed up at the baggage carousel. Who's our who's? Oh, who can say? I'll just take these ones. You take these ones here and go uh, through the security uh checkpoint with with these shot puts surely they're they're yours what would it matter if they weren't they're all exactly the same outside and in Mm -hmm. or maybe they never even make it there maybe maybe mr tushar takes his shot puts by boat across the atlantic and oh no the boat is sinking we have to lose something i'll just i'll have to throw my Precious shot puts overboard where they'll sink to the very bottom of the sea. No one will ever be able to look at what's inside these shot puts. Not that there is anything, but more lead. Mm-hmm. My duck NFTs are hidden inside. <laughs> Do you think that they're uh, very well insured? Very well insured oh. duck NFTs? Well, if he if he's hiding them, I was I was imagining that he's that he's blocked us because he's the heat is on these these NFTs are no good. And the, you know, the Securities Exchange Commission, I don't follow you. I, I don't understand how they could not be how gaining could these, in value at every you moment. You said they're NFTs, right? That yeah, just means yeah. printed money or not printed money, unprinted money. These are pictures that are worth millions. 
Well, this is not a podcast that explains NFTs. Try as it might. Let's go to the Podtron. Let it let the Podtron explain NFTs. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is an artificial intelligence. We train it by giving it a list of popular podcast titles and then it analyzes that information and generates a new list of podcast titles that it thinks might be the next big hit. Podcast titles like <clears throat> My Face Serial Kill You. That's, so this is like a, a biting serial killer? I mean, it could be a biting serial killer. This could like also a just be Dracula. a uh if looks could kill. Ooh, yeah. My face. Kind of, you know, Dracula does that. Oh yeah, thing you're, with his eyes. Yeah, you're doing a haunting leer. Uh, There's also like an evil eye. Uh come hither glance. That's what mm, you're doing there. Do that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Over the top of the glasses. <laughs> yeah. When when Dracula sees a little bit of side boob, oh, his sunglasses if, come down. Has there ever been a Dracula movie that used the "Day Bow Bow" song? That's the the Dracula that that look was. Oh yeah, Dracula on the beach with a he's got a big coconut full of blood. I could get used to this. <laughs> yeah. Ch-ch-ch-ch. And he's he's not being killed because he has one of those big uh, umbrella hats on mm-hmm. and a pair of Ray Bans. He's got what's the, what's that on the beach? It's a witch hat with duck feet coming out <laughs> the bottom yeah. of it. My face serial kill you. That was a thing, right? Where like people people did at one point believe in the evil eye, like that you could just like stink eye someone to death. I think I don't think it was like an immediate thing, but they would they would know that uh, sometime in, in the immediate future uh, they were going to get theirs. Yeah, something like a, a, a they were going to be hoisting a, a piano into a second floor and uh, drop it on you. I or I, safe. I feel like I heard that that is the origin of devil horns like the rock and roll is that that was like part of like giving someone the evil eye was like trying to focus your evil stare at them with your two fingers like like you're looking down the sights of a gun like this like this okay yeah i wish Ah, you wouldn't do that ah. (laughs) (laughs) okay that's my face. Serial kill you. <coughs> you got one. Uh, I do, and um, I think that this uh, could be like a sister show to my face. Serial kill you. Uh, it's today in true crime in techniques. So I, uh, you, you, you've proposed a podcast uh, in which uh, we we focus on uh, the techniques of serial killing using one's face and uh this would be a podcast about uh techniques that can be used uh to report on serial killing oh these are the techniques of true crime reporting yes 
I guess no uh, one for is... For example, wearing a mirrored mask uh, to reflect any Ooh. evil eyes that are cast upon you. Is that why Cobra Commander had that? Yep. Huh. It's interesting. I was, for some reason, I was picturing these were the techniques used in true crime, but true crime is just a genre of retelling crime stories. That's right. There's, it's not a genre of crime. No one is like well, digging it, it's a shallow that, grave uh, and they're going, hey, I'm doing true crime. <laughs> oh my God. I'm doing. I mean, ironically, the people doing true doing crime that. usually aren't doing crime. Not always, but what you're saying is I would like to not do crime, but be amongst those who do. Mm. Mm. Just like Martin Scorsese. have them tell me juicy bits of information, but then not do crimes against me. Yeah, yeah. That would be very cool. I guess that's kind of what it's like having a boss. <laughs> Fair. Although uh, I, most of the time he isn't paying you overtime when you've been working over eight hours. So that is, that is technically doing crimes against you. So <sighs> true crime techniques. You have like the music that builds suspense. Yeah. It's a good one. Music that's uh, just kind of playful sounding, like your cereal, you know. And uh, uh, it's it's kind of like uh, jazz music where uh, it's it's not the notes, but when you play them, yeah. it's the the pauses that that have uh, so much meaning, and uh, that's the uh, cliffhanger in the true crime when it just drops when it completely drops out. Stop in the middle of a sentence. And then you, everyone's like holding, waiting for it to come back. When will it come back? Mm-hmm. What if, uh, what if on an episode of Serial it was doing that music, and then it it stopped. You know, when that's when something interesting happened. But then instead of the music coming back or an ad for Mailchimp. It just comes back with a drop from like a Skrillex song. (laughs) 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 50 car pile up on the highway. All these people commuting to their office jobs. Just blood and NPR tote bags as far as the eye can see. That's that's how that's my true crime. I planned the whole thing. I put the idea of the crime into the listeners' heads, leave them at a cliffhanger, and then uh, wait for my next episode to materialize as the crime is committed just as I want it. Hmm. Yes. All right. I got another. Man, we are. I mean, I guess we did pick them all. So, but the Podtron clearly has something that it wants. It wants. It's steering us. This one is called Crime All Town Dicks Podcast. Okay. What do you and, think this one is? Well, I it just had words that I thought were interesting in it. I didn't really try to synthesize ahead of time what it is, but I mean, crime, I like that. It has podcasts in the name. People know what they're getting. They're not going to think, 
oh, maybe this is like a a musical album. Yeah. Maybe it's uh, a coffee table book. All Town Dicks, though. I feel like this could be something in in the vein of uh, your uh, Knives Out type mystery. Okay. A whodunit where uh, all of the characters are kind of unlikable and might have done it. A crime all town dicks podcast. <laughs> well, that that would be a, a cool thing to do is to get all of the dicks in your town into one place. Yeah. So that and they then, could uh, finally be cataloged. And uh, yeah. then we'd make a, a, a all town dicks directory. And then you wouldn't have to spend the first few years when you move to a new town getting burnt by all the dicks you meet. Yeah. You just match them up to, to their picture in the Facebook and uh-huh. say, no, sir. Mm-hmm. I don't want any of it. I, I know what you're up to. That's if I owned a bar, I would do I do the thing, you know, when they have all the pictures of people who have come in with fake IDs. Mm-hmm. Or people who've uh, uh, written bad checks at the at the hardware store or whatever. Yeah, <clears throat> I'd just like to have a wall of pictures. Be like, hey, this guy won't stop talking to you if you talk to him. Just a heads up, just a wall of Polaroids. Like, hey, this guy won't let you get out of a conversation. Just. <laughs> If you're in the dive bar, that's a good way to do it. But if you're at like a classier cocktail bar, you can do those uh, sort of New Yorker style cartoon caricatures of all the people to watch out for on the walls. <laughs> Just, yeah, maybe maybe some uh those little stipple portraits that they have in the Wall Street Journal. Because mm-hmm. I feel like the the New Yorker style uh caricatures make it seem fun like dean martin and his friends <laughs> although i feel like um I'm, that could be rough being at a bar with dean martin and his friends Oof! imagine if all the town dicks were played by the rat pack yeah i i can do that i'd i'd watch that movie just it's 12 angry men but they're not solving a crime someone's put them all in this house it's like the house on haunted hill Vincent Price says, hello, I've invited you all here because you're the worst people in this town. And now I'm locking the doors. I'm going to take a portrait of all of you and put it in a big book and give it to everyone in the town so they know not to talk to you guys. (laughs) (laughs) The movie's like 10 minutes long. (laughs) All right, I'm done. You guys can go. I, I think that that might be the plot for Escape Room, the movie. Mm. And then it's all the dicks trying to, you know, hey, let us out of here. You, you. They'd probably yeah. say something really rude. They'd say something, yeah, racist or homophobic, depending because on who they're talking to. They're that type to. of person in the first place. Plus, yeah. they're all there together trying to show off and impress each other with the, yeah. the meanest insults. Yeah. The meanest insults back then was like calling somebody like a, uh, you know, 
Well, no, I guess racial slurs. <laughs> the slurs were still around. But outside of that, you'd call somebody a lug or a dumb galoot. Yeah. Don't invite get that guy to the party. He goes around calling people dumb galoots. <laughs> He's made the dick list. He called my sister an old so-and-so. That's Crime All Town <laughs> Dicks podcast. Okay. And, uh, and the, yeah, we got, got room one for more. one more. Uh, this one is called Working Death, which uh, I, I think is a more fun uh, uh, way of doing the quiet quitting that everybody talked about this year. Ooh, it's, a working uh, death. Uh, people love that day uh, where they dress up as zombies and uh, walk around town. Why not do that every day at work? Mm. Bring some visual flair to your slowdown. And oh uh, this would be a podcast in which we uh, give you tips on uh, how to really perfect your zombie makeup look. Or perhaps you want to be a different type of undead. Uh, and we can give you lich tips. Um uh, a vampire. Lich. You know, I had lich tips in high school. It was it, everybody had them back then. Yeah. Justin Timberlake had lich tips. Uh, working death. So wait, are you proposing that you just come into work dressed as a zombie? Oh, but, but but you move as a zombie too. So you you would be performing your tasks uh, at uh, the the level at which you're paid. Uh, which is zombie level. Uh, but uh, you also might be doing a little biting, you know. A little bit of, yeah. Maybe you go, go at the end of the day, you walk up to your boss, you go, brains, brains. And then you put one ear to the top of his head and you knock. And then you just walk away going, brains. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Working Death. I have my own pitch. For, what do you got uh, for that? Uh, this is also, like you were talking about, quiet quitting. Mm -hmm. Let's let's explore the world of loud quitting with Working Death. <laughs> okay. So this, this is more of like a... Uh, oh, no! Oh, so, God! <laughs> yeah, so here's... Here's my pitch. So you come into work. It's a Monday. You already, you know, you know, you're not coming back Tuesday. So all day you're just walking around the office. Like, do you hear that thing on the news about the zoo? Yeah. It seems a gorilla got loose. Is a gorilla loose from the zoo? Just keep dropping hints about there being a gorilla loose from the zoo. And at the end of the day, you go, well, that's quitting time. I'll see you all tomorrow. And then you, you go, goodbye, everybody. Hey, hey, I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. And you walk backwards out the front door of the building where your friend is waiting in a gorilla costume. <laughs> and then you just get dragged away screaming. And then and then you go to the bar and you have a beer and you never come back to that job again. And and for the rest of time they talk about the guy who he was such a bright you know such a bright young man with so much to live for he was looking forward so much to coming to work the next day and then tragically 
that gorilla that escaped from the zoo got him, took him away. Do you think you'd be able to collect on uh, life insurance? Oh, I'm sure that they would. Become a completely new man? Maybe, uh... Maybe put uh, your friend who's in the gorilla costume uh, as the sole beneficiary, and then you split the cash. You could also, um, on your next on your next uh, job interview, put your old boss as a as a reference, but then put in the references say uh, he's a little crazy and uh, he thinks that I was killed by a gorilla. So just go along with it. Yeah. Can you imagine that that boss uh, getting multiple calls over the course of a few years and thinking that uh, possibly his telephone is haunted or just that you are haunting him in general? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You come to him. You you uh, dress up like a ghost and you come to his house at yeah. night. I need you to give me a good reference. <laughs> I'm trying to get a job at Verizon. At some point, you're going to run out of uh, uh, gorilla costumes and, and have to start working somewhere closer to the beach so that you can be shark attacked out of a job. Or, uh, I mean, who knows? If you If your friend is willing... And not and not too scared. Get him some sort of a hang glider, and a big a big set of eagle feet that he can snatch you up with. Just I I bet everybody in this office a hundred dollars that there is some sort of giant bird that's never been discovered before. You say that on your very first day. You say, you know what? Here's a crazy thing I believe in. You know the old legend of the Thunderbird. I believe it's real. I think it's like Bigfoot, and we just haven't ever seen it. And then when you finally had enough of that job, you just get snatched. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there are a lot of, uh, as long as you prime the pump uh, with these stories beforehand, I, I think you could say, uh, uh, do you see my uh, fanciful walking cane here? Well, cleverly disguised in the top here is a button that calls a helicopter. And then you have your friend who's a helicopter pilot pick you up on a rope ladder uh, and then fly off in the distance where you throw a dummy out of the helicopter (laughs) into an active volcano. (laughs) It took me so long to get that job. The best buy next to the active (laughs) volcano. And I had to go throw it all away on my helicopter stunt. All right, here's what we got this week. We got Lost in the Mail, We Don't Have a Podcast Yet Miami, Creamed Cream, Interview with the Umpire, My Face Serial Kill You, Today in True Crime in Techniques, Crime All Town Dicks Podcast, and Working Death. Okay. Do you have a preference? I gotta I gotta tell you, I fell in love with Creamed Cream the second I heard it. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Folks, if you want to hear creamed cream, you can uh, head over to whitehouse.boats or patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. Uh, sign up to support the show and you'll get access to the vault where we keep 
all of our attempted podcasts, as well as you'll get uh, some other exclusive bonus content from time to time and a new fresh episode in your uh, podcasting app every week. Uh, other than that, uh, if you have an idea, please reach out to us at the podcast hotline, 702-PODCASP, with a P at the end, or uh, uh, write us a review. Let us know what you think. I'm, I've am i been Nathan P. Woodard. I'm Andrew James Estes. Good night. Bye-bye.